2: Much to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller, Luke Moore is here. All right. And Jimmy Campbell is here. Yeah. It's the world. Cup. It's the World Cup. It's the World Cup. Cup. I love this tawny.
3: <laughs> Tawny's a good
2: word. It isn't is. It? It's not used here. It's not used enough. It's used tawny in the K. Hey, the, the World Cup in uh, North America. Yes, the World Cup tawny.
3: Tawny. Come on. How do you know when the World Cup's fully underway? Pete Donaldson's fucked off to the Isle of (laughs) Wight Festival. That's how you know. I'm on the buttons. Donaldson's nowhere to be seen. Let's
2: finally have a good time. Luke told us just before we came on that he'd he'd written a song about the World Cup, which we just learned. We just learned and sung for you there, ladies and gentlemen. So expect that to zoom up the charts. My my, my
3: rationale for it was, if I just instantly think of something <laughs> and sing it it will be better than that Andrew Flintoff <laughs> effort and it was yeah
2: so there we go Ra ra Rasputin that's enough of that okay mm. um, England's got a goal machine <laughs> <laughs> well it turns out ladies and gentlemen that Zlatko Dalic was absolutely right it was Croatia's easiest game of the group wasn't a walk, it a walk in the park a
4: stroll in the park I don't think they even broke into a walk did Marcus Luka Modric in and
3: out the dusty blue girls <laughs> In and out of those dusty bluebells, <laughs> they're all walking there day dogs. long. They're having picnics uh, yeah. on that lovely
2: red and white picnic blanket. One for the Scottish listeners, there perhaps of a certain. Age. I
3: think. I think the writing was on the wall when um... Lionel
4: Messi was crying
2: during yeah, well, the anthem. Well, shaking. Actually, I was actually going to say, please,
4: <laughs> can I not do this anymore
3: in the national anthems when Lionel Messi was doing an impression of Bob Hoskins
2: in the Long Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of like going but no, at least there was anger. Rubbing his it. face. No, but there was, he could have turned that anger into energy, as John Lydon once told us. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't. He looked scared. Yeah. He looked I don't know if he was
3: scared. I just think he was exasperated and thought, do you know what? I don't know if I actually want to be. Uh, he was yeah. full of dread. Uh, it's, yeah.
4: yeah it's, d- scared is maybe wrong, but stressed and full of dread.
2: You know. Oh, depressed. Man. It, well, do you know what I, I, a number of months ago I think I was talking about didn't I and I've gone on about it about the I thought it was going to be nil-nil against Argentina, they all Argentina. they look soft at the car blah 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 and then as the tournament came along I sort of slightly bottled it and I wish I hadn't because they've proved right to be haven't they I mean a lot of mm. uh, people far more learned than I Jim believe it or not
3: can't find them in many places
2: can you well I think you have to go far and wide yeah and, uh, <laughs> through those dusty blue or, or short and narrow yeah. as, <laughs> as we've discovered that people saying that Argentina have been a disaster but you always think yeah but they get to a tournament. Mm. Yes, they have flattered to deceive in tournaments, and, and not that long ago it was 0-2, they went out the first round and so on. Yeah. Um, well, finalists in the last one. Yeah, of course, yeah. But, but, you know, Messi sort of papered over the cracks a little bit, but they looked quite solid at times. You know, when they played the Dutch, when they played uh, the Belgians, even though the Belgians didn't have much going forward, they still um, they, they got clean sheets in those games. They looked a bit solid. They provided a bit of a platform for, say, Messi to, to try and conjure up something, even though they were slightly over but he still, by and large, delivered uh, at times in that tournament but this is so flimsy and so you know, it's, it's just weak and, oh, and Marcus they've
3: had they're on their third manager of the qualification and world cup cycle yeah so I mean that tells its own story I'd, I'd argue it certainly and, does you know and Sampali looked a pretty forlorn figure I mean he looked angry he looked like quite animated but he was still quite forlorn and
2: like a I mean, forlorn Andre Agassi.
3: It, 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 yeah, exactly. Andre Agassi in that dark period of his career that we won't go into, <laughs> that he talked about in his book. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He, Open. Andre Agassi Entire, living bro. in the back of the Mondeo. Let's say. <laughs> let's call it that. Yeah. Let's call it That's That's the Sampaoli style, isn't it? Um, a lot mm. of tattoos as well. A surprising amount of tattoos. Actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're playing like a 3 4 2 1, weren't they? I don't want to get too deep into tactics, but for me, you've got to have Benega in there. You've mm. got to have him in there. He's tough, he can do something. Uh, I prefer him to the players that are playing there instead at the moment, um, partic- the- particularly Perez. And, and you know, getting get on this Perez thing as well, I mean, Tim Vickery, who, who is very learned on, on all matters of South American football, was talking about, you know, Sam Pauli with his teams. And we've seen this ourselves. You know, his, his Chile team. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're quick, they're fast, they're energetic. When you think about Pauli team, you think about energy, you think about pressing, all that kind of stuff. And this Argentinian team clearly aren't able to do it. They're not quick to that. And um and and the great example of that would be Enzo Perez, who I think only came in late because Manuel Lanzini was mm-hmm. withdrew and he was on holiday when he came in and he's clearly not fit. Yet you're asking mm. him to to, to tear around like a maniac. Whole, it doesn't make any sense. The whole sense. thing
2: from, from head to toe, just smacks of mm. not being prepared, not knowing what to do. I mean, th- this is a great example. And uh, funny, Jonathan Wilson wrote a great piece about it and, and likened Argentina to what England often produced. This is a great example of having some... Hang on. Hang that? on.
3: About four days ago, I said Argentina looked like England, and yeah. now Wilson's ripped it off, and now you credit in here. How many time, How many more times is this going to happen? I just
2: feel it's safer to credit him rather than you. I bought all his books. That's how he <laughs> repays me. And he's bought all of yours. <laughs> he, he probably hasn't. <laughs> um... But uh, but it, it's a little bit of uh, you know it's a good example. Sorry, that's what I was saying. Good example of a team with some with a handful of phenomenal players. You can't tell me that their this this Argentina team isn't as good as uh, you know some the likes of some of the teams that we've seen prepare quite well and go about their their duties. Absolutely. Mm. So so it's it's a great example of just everyone not knowing their jobs and this is what we used to get so annoyed with with England and hopefully that's not the case this time without going on about England but it was the thing is you know when Wales go into Euro 2016 they knew their jobs you've got to know what you're doing this is such a great example of that that if you don't it all goes to nonsense and Cesc Fabregas on the BBC said they look broken and this was an interesting quote he said they look like they were playing against each other not for each other yeah I mean there is also a sense of huge
4: disjointedness in that team where the the plan seems to have been at some point give it to Messi oh no there's three men on Messi, uh, what else do we do? Pauli even said as, as, as you touched on Luke on the show before that if, if there are three men on Messi there's space elsewhere and that they need to exploit that and they didn't and these are players like Sergio Aguero you know I they're know. not they're, they're not just But Jim,
3: the... and against Croatia they, they didn't even get to the stage where they it to but Messi. Well, Messi, Messi Messi hardly touched, touched the ball 49 yeah. times
2: touched said, it. Did, said before the tournament he said oh yeah I've slipped into it before playing for Argentina it's just so easy to just give it to Messi Yeah because
4: he said yeah. Messi's too good and you also don't get the time to prepare a proper game plan but now that's is... that's the same for everyone, though. You've got to find ways to do that. This, this is such a waste of that generation of players. It is They are so frustrating to watch. And I think if you if you were coming to the tournament cold, not knowing the history of football at all, you wouldn't have Argentina pegged as, as, a, as a big name, you know, as a team that have done
2: stuff before, as, yeah. as a nation that have Which any just on, based on credibility, based I, on what we've
4: seen. Yeah, I, they've just I, been
2: so weak. I, I find their, their approach extraordinary. <laughs> but Sam Pauli said, post-match, Leo is limited because the team doesn't gel ideally with him as it should. The reality of the Argentina squad clouds his brilliance. Messi he is our captain he leads the team and we quite simply couldn't pass to him to help him generate the situations he's used to he had one shot on to- at goal Messi the whole game compared to 11 in the previous game um, and match that with what uh, Dybala and so on I just find it extraordinary because we've seen sides, good sides and not so good sides, with a, with a clearly uh, an outstanding player. I go back to Wales in 2016. They said, right, we know what our strengths are. It's Gareth Bale mainly, but they would also had other few <clears throat> bits and pieces. We, we will provide a platform to him to go and do his thing, like a free roll. Look at Portugal with Cristiano Ronaldo. You can approach it like that, but Argentina... They don't have to do that, you know. That they've got other players, and if you're worried about maybe one or two players being a little bit starry-eyed, we'll put maybe Di Maria in there because he's a huge player as well. Yeah, but he was awful in the first game, wasn't he? So, really See, but they players. all were. It was a collective. Yeah, I, 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 I find think, I the think... whole thing so disjointed, so strange, and so. Unwise, do you know? What I mean? it just...
3: Realistically, there's two two things I don't think you can excuse. One is Tablas. Oh, by the way, Tablas' comments, if I'm right, for
2: Juventus. I think I think
3: out. were even worse than what you, than you guys were saying. He, I think he actually said it's it, he found it impossible to play with Messi. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. so so that's even worse. Or well, maybe and that's it, why Messi's
4: dropped him. Effectively, yeah. Well, <laughs> well he, ca- he came on. If yeah. they're playing
3: a three four two one, which they were then play Dybala instead of Meza, because Meza's nowhere near Dybala's yeah. level. And so you can have two players. Then you've got a situation, that I don't know, that France moved towards, or Chelsea play, where you have two players behind a striker. Mm-hmm. And that striker, in Argentina's case, is Sergio Aguero. Now, if you wanted to play Higuain, who's a bit more physical or whatever, then you've got the option to do that as well. So that's a way they can instantly improve, I suppose, in theory. But the other thing is, there's absolutely no reason why Sampaglia hasn't set them up more solidly with shape and organisation, and and why they can't be a little bit more compact. And they, they didn't seem, in in a weird way, it was similar on one level to what Germany were like against Mexico, as far as there would just seemed to be gaps everywhere. Yeah, but like, there's no reason they can't get back into shape when they haven't got the ball, for example. But they just don't seem to be fit. They look really, really unfit. And well, I wonder if it's an extension of how San Pali likes to play, because surely San Pali isn't so much of a one-trick pony that he just looks at a group of players and says. Right, if you can't play that ultra mm. pressing game that I played with Chile, then I've got no other. I've got no yeah. other option. But it sort of thing. seems like that. That's the weird thing. And I think. I think also, by the way, I would. I, I am someone who's on record on this show, constantly saying so I don't particularly rate Marcus Rocco. But if you're playing, I just said Rocco. Though. If you're playing at the back, yeah.
2: um, you you got to play. him. Is he the exception to the Marcus rule? he's Marcos though I know but it's sort of But yeah, and,
4: and in this context it is good to have a Marcos it will be nice Marcos, <laughs> to have a Marcus, so. I think
3: he's better than what they already have in there because Otamendi looked all at sea
2: Yeah, mm.
3: and I thought, I'm not saying drop up at Otamendi but you need, you need to put Otamendi in there but I think you need to have um, I know he's not played an awful lot of football Rocco and he's got his limitations but he plays on the left of a 3 for man united
2: yeah
4: so so playing
2: him yeah there. true yeah. Yeah. sorry yeah
4: croatia it has to be super fantastic as well they just effectively let argentina just comp- keep like kick themselves and just were there to pick up the pieces well, absolutely, absolutely such right such a brilliant sort of almost controlled demolition of argentina's absolutely mistakes. right they just pounced and uh, yeah they were they were superb i is mean it, is it fair it, to say that rebic capitalized on he, that willie well, he did, didn't he <laughs> and it was it was had yeah, really a, yeah, a decent amount to do still but he did but <laughs> up to that point i mean Adrian Argentina looked uninspiring, but they were obviously it was nil-nil They were in the game. It was one of those games you think, well, this could go either way because not a huge amount has well, particularly happened. But then it was just like, well, Dalic it said. Says, it says so
2: much about Argentina, doesn't it, that, that they concede one and then just just fall apart. Yeah, Dalic said at half time to the Croatian players, he said you've missed a few chances, you'll get more. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Mm. You will get more. That yeah. You will be able yeah. to capitalise quite yeah. happily. Well, here. Mandzukic and Perez had
4: two big chances in the, in the opening 45 minutes. So they missed out. Yeah, they? and there I, was... I
3: wonder if Perez, if Perez had scored that for Argentina. You wonder what would have happened. Mm.
2: You, you, that is a fair point. But still, the system was still... Tor. Rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, even if Argentina had gone one nil up, yeah, give him more confidence and so on. It would just paper over the cracks because Croatia would then think, right, we're going to have to come at them, and the, the gaps and the uh, and the errors and down the flanks as well. It would all mm. still be there. Uh, and, and Caballero's mistake. Cavieiro, you know, what was he? His, 36. He's 36. He, he started, had a competitive debut against Iceland, was it? He, yeah. He's not a goalkeeper for playing out the back. He's been asked to do that, which is a mistake, and he probably won't be asked to, asked to do that ever again in his career on, on, the, on the evidence of that. Um, but, I'm not sure he would be asked to play again. Well, really. it's, it's all over the place, but Croatia were magnificent. They were. They were absolutely superb. And, I mean, that pass from Modric in the first half to Rebic, I think it was, who, who slightly miscontrolled uh, and, and didn't quite get in. You thought to yourself... Oh, yeah, they have that. They've got that uh, available to them in their arms.
3: And if we're talking about teams that um, we we, maybe, I don't know how long ago it was now, all the days seem to blend into one when you're in the middle of the World Cup, but maybe four or five days ago we were mentioning the idea that the only team we thought had really impressed us was Spain. Now, of course, Spain followed that up with a fairly flat performance in Mm -hmm. their second game, but Croatia have been very good now for two games. and, And... I don't think Argentina, as bad as Argentina have been by their own standards, as as shambolic their situation is with the amount of managers they've been through, and Messi taking the you know taking the qualification by the scruff of the neck and sneaking them in there. Croatia still were good. I mean, they've got mm. they've got um, those two centre backs look really good, Lovren and um, yep. the other fellas, name. I forget it. He's got mad
4: haircut. Mm-hmm. They,
3: they both um, they both look really solid. They both look like they, they work well together. Rakitic and Modric, are, you know. If, if someone says you,
4: if show. you're
3: put, if you're putting a World Eleven together yep. and they're putting those two in there, you're not going to complain about that. Yeah. That, that's how good they are.
4: Perisic out wide. He
2: he and, and Mandzukic well. gets
3: through gets through so much work. He's really yeah. slow,
2: Manzuki, but he's he's tough. And yeah. Kovacic and, on the bench to come yeah, on Yeah. Yeah. Oh was it lovely to see uh, Chorluka get a little yeah, run out at the yeah, end. Yeah. yeah. I yeah I great, 100th cap. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Where was um the Pompey man? Who? Not no No yeah, where's um, You know, Redknapp always used to sign. Him. Oh, oh yeah, Where, Kranco.
4: where's Cracker? Yeah. He's probably down Sandbanks.
2: Cracker <laughs> yeah. probably
3: would have still been fitter and quicker than Enzo Perez. I think so. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so, that first goal, Jim. Oh, yeah, it, was it, was it was gorgeous. Just, it was I, like a FIFA
4: goal. It's a sort of goal Luke and I give away to you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> on lo- What I loved about that goal is if you watch it again. He's got a he's got time to take a touch, steady himself, and slot yeah. Just thought sort of, nah. Yeah, it's it's, it's, the, it's like his boot said, "Shut up!" It's the bleeding World Cup, and I'm going to show the yeah, world what I'm going to do. Score a vol. He's
3: a good player, and he's not someone who's come up an awful lot, even on on the continent, as he, Marcus.
2: No, yeah, no, he hasn't. Plays for Eintracht Frankfurt. I
3: think mm-hmm. I think won the cup this year in Germany. Mm. Um, so I wonder if he's another player that you think, much like Lozano, who got that sort of eye-catching goal for Mexico, whether he, he might get a big move yeah. after this tournament if Croatia go far, which I think they probably will, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they
4: look so good. Oh, they do. They look very, very solid. They'll Watch- fear nobody, I think, based on, on on how they play. And also they have names in their team as well, which yes. is, you know, uh, I think an important thing in terms of confidence when when coming up against those big heavyweight names in the tournament, such as they have with Argentina now. So, um, Did go- we go? Even- Going back to Argentina, if I may, Mm -hmm. uh, do you think they've got a chance of getting the three goals they're probably going to need against Argentina and getting through the group? They
2: they do. do, Well, they are playing themselves, effectively. (laughs) Yeah, I I think they do. Um, And perhaps we'll mention that just before the break. But in the Croatian midfield, uh, 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 Brozovic was it who came in, who was playing in front of the back four... He he gives them so much in a game, in games like that. Modric and and uh, Rakitic can then just go and play. Mm. He plays for Inter. He's had a decent season for them, um, as far as I'm aware. Mm. I, that they just look so good They've in got that a nice midfield, balance as well. And Modric's Modric's goal, it just made. If anybody was in doubt about his quality, because mm. I know for Real Madrid, sometimes you can he just pass, 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 pass in the center of the pitch and doesn't get too many of the headlines. Understandably. But the way he got the ball with the, with the opposition player, I forget who it was, in front of him, and he just said, oh, I'll just try and hang on. I, I've just got to get him out of the way. There we go. And curls it in. He's yeah. so good, he can invent a dance and score a goal at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> uh, Argentina are now 11-8 to eight with
3: bet 365 to qualify out of the group. Uh, £10 returns, £23.75, including stakes, should they do so. As Jim said, uh, eventually it's Nigeria next, um, and they need a big win there.
2: But the way the, way the, the Rakitic goal went in... I think that Wilson called it a sarcastic third. That was embarrassing. It was. That was a embarrassing. Team, a team that stopped playing for each other
4: because yes. they're frustrated with each other. Well, no, I, I think it was also Jim that they they were they were acting like they're already out. Yeah, but they're yeah. gone. They're going home. Yeah. Well, it says we've said so many times. Sometimes you get those games where it feels like football is just happening to a team, and there's nothing anyone can do to stop it, and they're sort of paralysed yeah. by it. Now, if I can just zoom out a little bit, we're already <laughs> into on, the stands, into the f- above the stands. Yeah, actually, you're looking at Maradona. I know, f- past him. Okay. It, we are already on the longest run of World Cups without a South American winner, which is three. Mm. And I mean, the, the Brazil played poorly. The it South looks American like team. it's, it's you know, Brazil effectively, based on what we've seen so far, the only realistic hope for that at the moment. I know there's a lot of football to go. We haven't properly seen Colombia yet with 11 players. But I mean, could it be that we're now of a generation where the best talent has been leaving South America yeah. as teenagers, effectively for as long as this generation of players has existed. And mm. is, that, is that affecting them to the, the, the point where actually at uh, international
3: level they're really suffering? It's an extension of, of what we've talked about on the continent. <clears throat> and obviously we don't cover South American football on that, but I imagine it's exactly the same where... And we talked about it in the context of Ajax and the Dutch um, tradition of producing great players. whereas Andy and James would say now that these players aren't waiting to 23, 24, 25 to go to big European mm. leagues. They're now going at 18. They go at 19. I imagine it's exactly the same in South America yeah. and, the, and the overall and, the, and the, the, the continent in general is suffering as a result. Brazil played well for periods against Switzerland. We'll see them later today against Costa Rica, which you don't imagine they'll have any problem with. No. But it does look like... I wasn't even really very... I know it's difficult to judge them because of the situation, but I wasn't that impressed with Colombia. And so Brazil really do look like the only hope.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for South America, certainly. Yeah. Also, Argentina's youth system is just not producing you know, between the mid-90s and, I forget now, Two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something mm. like that. They they won quite a few youth tournaments. They were producing a lot of players. They haven't yeah. done, and that it, is... well, it's sort of out of their hands now, isn't it? Because these players, mm. a lot of the players, you know, for,
4: for all of the South American teams here, would have, uh, have been in Europe for a long, long time Very like, much since they so. were
2: teenagers, since they were kids in mm. some cases. Well, with regards to them beating Nigeria, which they'll need to do, mm. and they, they will be watching Nigeria v Iceland with a lot of intrigue, of course. Uh, and, and Argentina can still go through here, by the way. You know, if that's yeah. a, if that's a draw, if Nigeria win, which I, I would have thought would be the two results they'd prefer, then they go and play Nigeria. Uh, but Sergio Aguero asked after you know whether Sam Sampaoli was right to say that some of his players didn't manage to play with the system he just replied sharply well he can say whatever he likes when you yeah. see things like that you think yeah. complete disarray behind yeah. the scenes and it's all going off um, I, I, and you do worry and if they did manage to get through then most likely to play, play France um, who looked much better yesterday. They do look a lot better. Um, and if you're moaning, if anybody's moaning about some of the commentary that we've got on, on our television screens, which I think is harsh, because uh, I think... I Coistee, think, uh, we, we, come on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The the, the pinnacle. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think Coistee um, and champion. Uh, in Argentina, the commentators were swearing. Well, wow. Were. Yeah. And uh, and my good man, Slappy, turned to his... Uh, Slappy again? Yeah. yeah. well, Slappy, that's it, Slappy that's watch. That's Slappy that's where watch. That's where, I, that's where I get my info. Yeah, great. And he, and he turned to people he was watching with and was like... Why the commentators are swearing and they just went. That's Argentina. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I quite like that. They're fighting amongst mm. themselves. I, I, I quite like, like that. that.
3: <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd, Roy, I'd love Roy it. Keen off the leash in the studio. I'd love it if England win the World Cup and when the winning goal goes in, the comments just goes. Oh fucking hell!
2: <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want. Imagine old Bashir Davis saying that. Bashir D wouldn't lower himself. <laughs> No, he would. Oh, shit. Apparently,
3: apparently there's a documentary about Basher coming out. Is there? Called The Man, the Myth, the Legend, or something like that. Or The Man, the Voice, the Legend. Love that. Love
4: that. Oh, Pat Bonner. Oh. You prick.
3: (laughs) Oh, documentary about my life. What What a contrast to the previous documentary.
2: Right. We are going to talk about France and Peru after this.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
2: I was against Argentina as well. Has mm. to be played at maximum volume man. Welcome back to the World Cup Ramble. Sponsored by Bet365, everybody. If Argentina do get through, I think I'm right in saying that they could face France. Group yes. C and D. They, they, mm. would, uh, they would clash. Uh, oh, do, i gutted. just consulted the wall chart behind me, and yes, you are right. Yeah, gutted for Peru.
4: Yeah. Oh. Again, it's like we were saying about Morocco. The really sad thing is that they didn't have a moment to cheer. They didn't, yeah. have, a, they didn't have a goal. They didn't have it. Didn't, they, didn't well, have they still anything. might have a goal. But yeah, they're just not out, the same. yeah, but it's they're out, yeah. effectively a meaningless goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been fantastic, haven't they? Their support has been brilliant. In the commentary, you know, they were saying that they couldn't really see any French fans. It was like they have never seen such a sort of dominant display from
2: fans, I suppose, well, know, it, in a way. Well, it is interesting because I remember in... It was uh, like a home game for Peru, like, well, Yeah, I remember in 2002 when one of the Denmark midfielders said when England played them, he said after, when the uh, English an- national anthem was played he'd look around and was like, oh my goodness, this is like a home game for England. Hmm. But, you know, England... Beat them as well, not we? Smashed them. We did that day. Yeah. Um, back in your box. But was, we, who was it? england Denmark. Who was it who said that? Um, Gravison. Back in your box. Graveson. Could have been, been Gravison. yeah. 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 Uh, but you should have... You, at the time, England used to take often the biggest support to tournaments yeah um mm. and obviously d- due to performances and one thing or another that uh, support has understandably diminished over recent tournaments uh, but peru turned out it did, people didn't realize this and and as you say that it kept, people kept saying they added so much color to to the tournament and to moscow in particular and so on for them not to have anything to cheer yeah. really yeah okay sure they can be proud of their team and all that kind of stuff absolutely that shot that hit the sort of the top of the bar and the post yeah oh. that that is, a, is as close to a perfect goal as you're going to get yeah. without it actually going in and Guerrero had a chance in the first half when he when he beat the defender I was thinking across the keeper and he he, smashed just, it. he just doesn't look sharp yeah he,
3: he looks like he's, he looks like a player who's got great amount of talent but it's it's because he's a bit older he's taken a bit longer than usual to come back from injuries yeah. and he's just not sharp he's
2: not match fit but really it was the Denmark performance that killed him you know it's a bit like with Australia Australia they've, they've got that point they go into the final game with a bit of hope and we'll talk mm, about them in a sec penalty um, but with Peru like losing to Denmark that is a yeah. problem and they're playing France it's always going to be a tall order France Fairly underwhelming yeah, from them, but they got, they got the job done. And we've seen teams do this before, haven't we? Be fairly underwhelming, a go through with the motions, and then le- they explode yeah. in the group stage. There's a
3: lesson for everyone with France. They learnt from their mistakes in the first game, as Andy said they would, on, on the step uh, last week. They drop Dembella, who's a hundred. I think he's a €100 million Euro player or something, isn't he? <laughs> One of the best, most exciting young players in world football. Drop him for Giroud, who is really... The most, Im- I mean, you could argue Conte is, but Giroud is probably their, France's most important player. Yeah. you you put him up front as a focal point, and watch all those runners run off him. Mm. Um, it's it's incredible how important he is for them. and French,
2: and French Emile Heskey, are
3: you calling uh, him? Yeah, but imagine if Emile Heskey was like decent. And scored. It's basically, it's basically <laughs> like that. He, he is such an important player for them. And I think with him as a focal point and all these other players getting past him, he, he, the ball just sticks to him. He brings other players into play. He's strong.
2: Mbappe he, appreciates him having him absolutely. on Absolutely. He's yeah.
3: experienced. He, nothing seems to faze him. He's such an important player for them. And although it wasn't perfect from France against Peru, there's still an improvement to be made. Um... Uh, they they look so much more balanced with him in the team. And and he has to start every game for them, I think.
2: It's interesting with France. Yeah, and I agree with all that. It's interesting with France. Are they going to be the side that really disappoints in this tournament? Where you think, are they going to get going? And they don't. Because you always have a side like that, Belgium, in uh, 2014. (laughs) Um, Or are they going to be the side who, and we've seen them before in, uh, well, in 06, you know, they weren't um, great at all in the group and they ended up reaching the final. uh, And were. You know, if it wasn't for a penalty shootout, that would have won the competition... Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure I I really am not sure but with the quality they have I'm just airing on all. someone's going to get hiding in the second round or something like that
4: everything's there for them to click I mean they struggled with their actual the quality of their performances in qualifying as well didn't they they drew nil-nil was it Luxembourg they had that ridiculous result and um, this has been the sense around this French squad for a long time isn't it that they haven't delivered the eye catching performances that the the team on paper should deliver so it's, it's really really tough to say but look you know, they've got two wins two quite functional wins where they've done exactly what they've needed to do, haven't mm-hmm. sort of overly exerted themselves. You, you think of all of the teams we've seen so far, they look like the ones who are primed to actually do that. Them and perhaps Spain who've had two quite unusual performances that have contrasted very much. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing what France do. I was watching it with my flatmate when we were saying that if France played England, you think they would They'd shut us out and frustrate us. And I think France would murder them. <laughs> you, you think they'd murder them? I don't, I don't, know, if they, I don't know if they would, what because murder? I think they would look at, they would look at the, the threat England pose and snuff it out. I think this is perhaps something France are being um, overlooked
2: for what they're doing in terms of how they're stopping yeah. opponents playing. Well, I do, uh, yeah, I've obviously been a bit jealous about England there, but I think France, if they played a game like that... I don't know, I think they'd all raise it. I, th- I think maybe there's an element of it among well, the players. They haven't
3: really played anyone good yet.
2: Mm. Well, I think that's, that's, that's it. Don't ever underestimate that at a World Cup because I think when a side is clearly so much better on paper than their opposition, there is a kind of... Okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's just snuff them out. Yes, let's yeah. get this done. You know, we've seen Germany do that plenty of times yeah. in tournaments as well. But going back to Peru... Not this one. Not <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Can we just have a little reminder that Germany to <laughs> lose to Mexico? Yeah, they haven't won yet. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Ricardo Gareca's side uh, Peru, of course, attempted 27 shots without scoring at the World Cup thus far only Morocco have had more without a goal and they're the two sides that I've been most gutted about <laughs> yeah um, you know
3: I had a bit of a uh, revelation uh, yesterday well oh, yeah. just sort of first thing this morning given the time difference chap I played with in New Zealand when I played there for a while oh we all remember that yeah.
2: Luke Moore's New Zealand jaunt, jaunt. yeah yeah Go on. What what happened? Happened? No, no, you played semi pro out. There? No, 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 no.
3: Oh, did you not? I, I played for a, a good, a, a sort of, a, a sort of good Saturday team there.
2: Oh, okay. So there's, there's, no
3: professional league in New Zealand, so it would be the equivalent of that in terms of the level. But you maybe inspired them. But I couldn't get in the team anyway. And that's not oh, the point. Okay. The point, the point is, I was part of the squad, but not part, really part oh, of the okay. team. The, the point is that the the best player that we had there mm-hmm. was a guy called James Pritchett. And I didn't put two and two together until he told me uh, yesterday on Facebook that he played uh, at Cambridge United under Herve Renard. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah. What a, what a lovely what a lovely one. He said he's exactly as you'd imagine him, even back then. Yes. And he said but so, he used to be really suave and mm-hmm. really sort of... Sexy. Yeah, but he was also really, really strict. To the point where he said um, he used to walk the high street in Cambridge mm. uh, at 2am to try and catch players. Out on the pitch. That's brilliant. And these wow. and, and, and my mate James said that um that he got caught by Renard using the cash point at about 2 a.m. on like a Saturday night after a game. <laughs> and obviously he couldn't he couldn't explain it away mm. because why else would you be using the cash point yep. at that time in the morning? And he said the next uh couple of days after that, they were doing some um some training, of course, and they were doing sprints. And uh Renard was doing it as well and was decent still, he's obviously mm-hmm. still still quite fit because this, be, this would be 16 years ago, so you can imagine what Ronald was like then. Oh, yeah. And he said, uh, James, my mate James, pulled his hamstring and uh, afterwards when Ronald went in to go and see him in the physio's room, or whatever, Renard said to the physio, oh, um... You know, you know what his problem is, what, what he's done to his hamstring, too much Saturday night. <laughs> That's what he said. And, 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 he never, and I think he got released after that. He never played, uh, didn't play beyond that season. Oh. So that was the
2: end of his professional career. Blimey, very
3: strict indeed. But yeah. he did go on to be capped by New Zealand, did James? He's a good, very good player. There you are, you see. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Bit a, a bit of a Renard update love that, there. Love um, that but man. before we move on I must just quickly say that France are 7-1 to one to win the World Cup with Bet365 uh, £10 on that returns £80 should they repeat the heroics of 1998 mm-hmm. a lot of people fancy
2: them coming into the tournament Yeah, still, and they're still in there they're still in there two wins out of two um, uh, New Zealand's neighbours if you know what I mean Australia got mm. a I think it's a good point against them I think it has to go down as a good point because they're still alive and and considering how downbeat some were on the, the Australian squad before the world cup uh, and uh, uh, yeah you know being in a group playing france first and so on and so forth you have to say that van marwick's done a good job mm. they're all the cliches resilient organized they know what they're doing
3: they had some good spells against denmark but in the second did. half
2: particularly well they look the more likely towards the end yeah. of the game and i uh, say a little bit of luck with var with the penalty uh, this is the thing um, I, when i first saw it, i was like no way is that a penalty and then I thought, oh, I did not know, it's not. And then I saw it again this morning. I thought, ah, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, what it's you're happening. saying
3: by very, by its very definition, is it's not obvious.
2: Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, what can, well, they you, you are. What can you do? But, anyway, Yedinak's not uh, not going to uh, ask too many questions, is he? Told you, he's a man who gets stuff done.
3: <laughs> I'm mucking about, yeah, give me that, I'll take that pen, get that out of the way. Come yeah,
2: on, yeah, yeah. Way. We need a point, otherwise we're out, thank you. Uh, yeah. But Eriksson's goal was a beauty. Oh, it was act. a beauty. I don't even know how you hit it like that. But yeah. I, I
4: struggle to do that on FIFA. <laughs> well, can well
3: make, You, you can make a decent argument to say that Eriksson is one of the most underrated players in the world. Hmm. He's never really seriously linked with big moves. Mm. Um, despite him being such a consistent performer mm. at club and country levels particularly recently under this new manager Harida um, but for Spurs he's brilliant every week um, one of the stand up players in the Premier League uh, how much are they sign for 8 million quid something like that yeah. just
4: seems to go about his business doesn't, doesn't muck around just gets on with it do you think that is um, partially because he plays for what you might call an unfashionable country yeah, maybe. That.
3: Maybe, but you do. But, can, but, but that can go either way, though, can't it? Mm. it can, that can. Sometimes, if you do play for a country like that, if you think of someone like, I don't know, going way back, someone like George Weyer, yeah. who, who's the only real Liberian player worthy of the name, you know, in terms of that level of, of performance. Marion Pahars. Well, quite, exactly. Well,
2: I think that like,
4: maybe Scandinavian players aren't seen as being exotic.
3: Has and... he been hiding in the shadow of Bentner?
2: <laughs>
4: That's a
3: possible explanation. That
2: shadow is long. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, Bentner told me that shadow covers the whole squad.
3: Any, any interest in Denmark having a sort of some quite sort of pleasingly named players like Martin Braithwaite yeah. and Thomas Delaney? Ah, uh, yeah, like What that. Cornelius. Yeah, but that is like that sounds. That sounds like a. I suppose it doesn't really sound. That doesn't really sound like a Danish name. But you know, it's those pleasing. two Danish names sound quite British. as well, I mean. True. Fair enough.
2: Um, I, I, when Eriksen scored, I thought oh, Denmark will, will go on here to win the game, and of course they didn't. And then Australia, as I said, look more likely to go and win it. Um, and uh, I, I sort of worry a little bit about Denmark. You know, they they were fortunate to win against Peru. They've got a point here. Uh, they may well go through because Australia will fail uh, if Australia fail to beat. Um,
3: oh, sorry, uh, uh, Peru.
2: Peru, yeah. but Peru will be up for it. They want to give their fans a cheer. So if Austra- if Denmark do sneak through, I think they could get hiding.
3: But I think we're in a situation where I mean, I'm not suggesting they'll do this. But France and Denmark can just exchange a uh, a very gentle draw, can't mm. they?
2: Yeah, they could. But so, yeah. so if Denmark go through, I'm saying I think they could get hiding in the second round. Okay. If, they, if they play Croatia, I think Croatia could. I I really think Croatia could do them. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think that's fair. I think Uh, Croatia have shown themselves to be much better and much more consistent so far. But the problem is with the World Cup, as ever, is you're only taking that across two games, aren't you? So. It's only the
2: second game. It's a small, it's a small. Uh, what's it called? A small sort of sample, sample size. size yeah, Andrew um, Nabu, I think it's pronounced, had to go off with a suspected dislocated shoulder. Australia yeah, Very in vogue, yeah. isn't it? That yeah. injury. What a
4: fashionable
3: injury. <laughs> that,
2: that was so um,
4: innocuous, though. It was Jimmy. It, it's like that. That. Also, oh, well, that's to me, every time I try and pick something up, my shoulder's going to pop out because all he did was put rest. Put his just, arm on the floor. Like, but you often sort
2: of pop and lock, don't you? Yeah, sort, you sort of just dancing your way through life.
3: I'm worried that young cameraman. Sam's going to dislocate his shoulders because it's fashionable to do it, though. <laughs> yeah. In East London, they'll all be doing it, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well,
2: There'll be a cafe where they'll pull it out for you. Yeah. Never have I seen a man's face want a microphone in front of it yeah. so much. You've got to learn that, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We earn our right, didn't we? Yeah. My goodness. Some of us did. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Peru will want to win that last match to give their fans a cheer. But the Aussies but have got a good support. But they almost still.
3: certainly will be bullied out of it and lose about three <laughs> 0 oh. By three penalties.
2: Yeah, let's look ahead today's to today's fixtures. Brazil, Costa Rica you So apparently name us fit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's good. good or bad for them, as we've been learning from Lionel Messi. And Based and so on, on the last World Cup, it's good. Yes, that, think, oh yes, Jimmy, you're absolutely right. Although T, uh, Cheech uh, was saying that uh, it's ridiculous to suggest that that Neymar has been trying to do it all himself and, and so on and so forth. But that, that is a man who. Clearly they didn't see uh, what was going on the first game. However, there is a man with a much better plan than the likes of Sam Pauli, and yeah. uh, you'd imagine he's on top yeah, of that. They, sort feel, of they thing.
3: feel much more settled. But what they they do have to a great is-
2: harmony in the camp as well. They they're just loving it. They they love being there.
3: But it's, there are still serious improvements to be made. And then from what I saw against Switzerland, what they actually have to do is they have to say to Neymar, "Look, I don't want you to come back anywhere anywhere deeper than yeah. about forty yards from Brazil from from Costa Rica's goal because yeah. he he wants to." He, it, regardless of what the tactics are, Neymar's the sort of guy who wants to go and find the ball all the time. Yeah. And that is admirable, but there's too much of, of, of him doing too much stuff deep. I mean, you sort of with Argentina. I think it's a hallmark of a team who are struggling when their star player is going into their own half to get the ball. It, unless they're yeah. playing in that position anyway. What? Neymar needs to just get up there, stay up there, well, affect the game in the dangerous parts of the pitch a lot more
2: and they'll find themselves having a lot more success. I'll tell you what cheats teach, teach should do, and I, and I... You know, I'm surprised it's taken us this long get to Chonging.
3: Say it. get Chong Get Chong in as his uh, assistant.
2: <laughs> he should do that. Yeah. Um <laughs> He he should take a Leaf out of Neil Warnock's book. Leaf. <laughs> Warnock <laughs> Warnock. Um just play
3: Neymar higher up the pitch. Ne-
2: Warnock <laughs> would fine Adel Tara if he came back in his own half. Yeah. Presumably not before kickoff. That would be particularly. Neymar's unfair. not
3: really in the same league though, that's the no. thing. Uh
2: yeah, that is true. Well, neither's Cheech.
3: No, um,
2: or Chiche as some uh, as some call. So uh, yeah, uh, you know, th- that's just mine. And they should uh, have more than enough to get past Costa Rica, shouldn't they? You know. Yeah. Um, Indeed. And they love the World Cup to Brazil. They do love the World Cup. Um, uh, Nigeria versus Iceland. Uh, Argentina will be watching on, of course. Mm. Iceland coach Jaime Halgrimson said we expect to win.
3: And they should do. I think they should.
2: I don't think Nigeria are anything to be scared of. If they win that game, they give themselves an enormous
4: chance. Don't they just? And this is the one I think everybody's looking at this thinking Iceland are going to come out a little bit more and try and get something out of this because, you know, this is is the team in this group you want to try and pick off. And that will be interesting for Nigeria too, because the problem with Iceland that, that you know Argentina had, and and many teams have had when they face of them in the past, is is it is it's, it's it's the wall, isn't it? Is <laughs> is it's the wall from Game of Thrones? You can't get through it. It's the, just the so clapping, thick and icy. The it's not wall. happening. You can't get through it because in Game of Thrones, there's like a little tunnel underneath. Yeah, but they've they've cut that up as
3: well. They've right. shut that out. Yeah, okay. I didn't realize. Yeah, they've got oh, a right.
4: defender on it. They've got a man on it. Um, yeah. and I've
3: I've been to Iceland. It is very much like Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I probably bumped into like four of their players because, as
3: you know, there's only about. 45 people that live in Iceland yeah. in total. Uh-huh. That so, many these days? Yeah. I just so,
4: thought it was the bear population,
3: population explosion <laughs> after Euro <Yeah>. 2016. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but they are going to, I think, going to have to try and go out and win this game in a way that we've not seen before. So that plays into Nigeria's
2: hands. So this is going to be quite an intriguing one, I think. It will be an, in, an intriguing one. Um, Serbia versus Switzerland uh, is obviously the, the other game. Now is the time for Mitro to shine.
3: Yes, it is. And I, th- I think um, he missed so many chances in the first game that if his... If his um, if his World Cup he's going to get off the ground and Pete Darson's going, going to get rich off him and Mitro's going to get that move he wants so badly he needs to get one against Switzerland he's 4-1 to one to be t- uh, first goal scorer tonight against uh, Switzerland uh, with better 365 £10 returns £50 including stake
4: I quite fancy him to get one tonight yeah. I, I do, say. Well, I, do. Yeah, I always fancy him to get one tight defence though Switzerland yeah, but don't concede, Mini. Yeah, but you it's... need some sort of sexy brute to to
2: bash them open. Oh, yeah. And I've right seen indeed. some
3: I've seen some flames coming from the Serbia camp, and it, which leads me <laughs> to believe that Mitro may in fact be on fire. Okay which will then of course lead to the idea that Switzerland will indeed be terrified
2: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. um, before we go you looks like you've got an email in
4: your hand Jim. yeah I do um, I'm going to bloody read it oh, alright right. okay Hi all. hope this isn't too late to make it into the running order nope just snuck you in pal yeah. um, came in
3: last minute yeah. last
4: doors <laughs> yeah after your discussion of the commentators and pundits on UK TV I thought you might be interested to hear the slightly unusual lay of the land here in Germany vis-a-vis pundits they're not swearing like the Argentinians no ones. German Telly has gone for the polar opposite approach to the UK for the majority of games, with just one pundit in the studio, a studio that isn't even in Russia, let alone done up like a church or the Moscow Metro. Fortunately, 75% of the time, that pundit is none other than Thomas Duhammer Hammer Hitzelsperger, nice. who has been offering insight on three games a day, mostly on his own. <laughs> He's has earning... been absolute shit. He's overworked. Earning him the nickname De Trooper in my house. <laughs> yeah. Right? Only for big games is he joined by another pundit, usually Oliver Kahn, and occasionally he's the third wheel in a very unusual quirk of German telly. In search for expert analysis, they sometimes draft in an expert from one of the countries playing, only that expert, uh, expert tends not to speak German, so they live-dub them speaking and then act like they all speak the same language. That's brilliant. Nodding along with the answers. So far, we've had Christian Carambeau for France, Zay Roberto for Brazil, Brazil, and the inimitable Rene Higuita for Colombia. Oh, great. <laughs> Looking as resplendent as ever. Still, René. Still,
3: still the same hair?
4: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Clearly, the requirements for being an expert pundit on German TV don't run to being able to speak German, but do involve having a cracking head of hair. All the best from Berlin, Mihal Maguire. Rostam r- Rumble Freund, yeah, as he rightly says. Nice one, um, How
3: the hell? How the hell is René Higuita getting a working visa near you?
4: Yeah, how is, he,
3: how is he getting here on a working visa? You're you showing a picture there, Jim. He still does look exactly the same. Uh, yeah, that sounds exactly amazing. Yeah, I, I don't and, know any, any previous convictions. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> if um, is the ITV studio actually in Russia.
4: I don't know. I mean, you, the BBC are all out there.
2: Yeah, I don't well, think the ITV are. So, so we, th- so we, think. No, they are.
3: They definitely are out right. There. They definitely are. No,
2: but l- was Lee Dixon on Comms? Yeah. Well, he's in the studio as well, so there must be. Oh, out okay.
3: There. All right, so it's a mystery. Is that how media works?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Are we in Russia now? Yeah. <laughs> The, li- the live dubbing's fascinating to me that's
2: class yeah I'd uh, love like to see a video of that mm. to be honest oh man that's wonderful thank you very much for that um, mehorn a long term emailer mm. long term emailer there we are well thank you very much for you listeners uh, for listening to the World Cup Ramble sponsored by Bet365 been an absolute pleasure goodbye from me goodbye from Luke Moore goodbye goodbye from Jim Campbell goodbye goodbye from London
0: London goodbye